Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, waiting in the depths with God. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So the, uh, the message came in from the chairman. And the chairman said, at the client, the chairman said, hey, if we can't get this sorted out by 7 a.m. my time tomorrow, we'll just go with the other guys. Now, this message, as you might expect, was one that created some fear and some anxiety. And especially because this particular deal was one that had been being built for just about 18 months. An 18-month sales cycle in which I and the team had endured <laughs> probably close to 50 to, I can't get an accurate count, 50 to 70 meetings, three RFP sequences, and a couple of changes in leadership and ownership of the, the company. But we had finally made it. We had finally won out versus multiple competitors, multiple times, and even in culminating in a head-to-head competition with a much bigger uh, organization. But we came out on top. And everything looked rosy after that individual, that particular presentation that day. But then after 10, 12 business days, uh, there was a moment, there was a moment where this message comes in and a chairman who's just looking for results and looking to move things forward fast in a moment of frustration says, hey, if we can't get this sorted out soon, specifically by 7 a.m. my time tomorrow, we'll just go with the other guys. And this, uh, this took the elation of being selected in this deal to absolute despair, F- fear, anxiety, and everything you might expect that comes with that. This idea, this monster of feeling like 18 months of work, hundreds of hours of effort could be evaporated in an instant. And so I found myself looking for wise counsel and asking and seeking counsel from mentors and colleagues. And I got a mixture of things to do. Some said, You've got to call the chairman right now. You've got to call him out. You've got to send an email. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to do this. And at about the same time, I found myself returning to one of my favorite scriptures, Exodus 14, 14. Now, if you're not familiar with Exodus 14, 14, write it down because it's one that will serve you as it did me. Exodus 14, 14 is a verse where Moses is standing up there at the edge of the Red Sea and the entire tribe of Israel is standing there with their backs against the water and they're looking back and they see the entire Egyptian army riding furiously towards them. And they're freaking out and the entire tribe of Israel is freaking out wanted to throw Moses off the cliff, basically saying, hey, you, we, we would have been better off to stay in slavery than to come out here. And 
Moses hits them with the following quote. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Some translations say be silent. And being still was the exact last thing that I wanted to do whenever that news came in from the chairman. I wanted to take everything and do it myself. I wanted to take action. I wanted to do, you know, pull the, uh, you know, pull the, 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 the big move that the legendary sales are made out of, right? The kind of thing you'd see in a movie, right? I'm going to somehow track down the chairman's cell phone number and call him in, you know, in Europe where he is and, you know, fly there and get in front of him and change his mind and all of these things. But I kept coming back to that verse. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Be still. Okay. How do I do that? What did that look like? I had to, it was the biggest fight. It was the biggest fight I've had all year to literally do nothing. To stand on the fact that we knew that, yes, we had uh, the, the superior solution, we've got the superior relationships, we've got the superior everything, and even the, the momentum of every, all the momentum, I could stand on that, but that wouldn't have been enough. If that's all I had to stand on, there, I am 100% sure that I would have tried to do something myself, and in doing that, nuke the deal. In fact, if I'd listened to, I mean, I have some amazing, amazing, uh, amazing um, colleagues that said, hey, do this, do that. And, and while their intentions were the best, I was being guided by something else, which was just to be still. And then I, was, I, I, I link that with another verse, Matthew 6, it says, seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added to you. And so that became my daily protocol. Be still and seek first. Be still and seek first over and over and over again. How did that play out tactically? It meant that number one, that while I was getting radio silence from the prospect, absolute radio silence, I submitted the final documents and you know, there are, there's all this, there's confusion and there's things going on and there's new executives coming in, all the stuff you don't want to see at the goal line on a deal. And yet we were seeing that. And then there's silence for three days. In a relationship where there had been consistent communication and very being very responsive for 18 months, all of a sudden there's three days and a weekend of silence. I can tell you that standing and waiting and being still in that silence was the hardest part of the entire deal flow was just to hold. Now, even on top of that, there were other things that happened. But what the way I played this out, the way I kept myself still was to go to the word, to go to workouts that I call worship, 
spiritual warfare protocol. What is that? That's doing a workout while listening to scripture. What did I do during those workouts? I found myself praying for the chairman. I found myself praying for my client. I found myself praying for my colleagues. I found myself praying for my family. I found myself in, in the word much more than I would have been. I found myself being still much more than I would have been. I found myself praying much harder than I would have been without the deal like this. We're told over and over in scripture about waiting on the Lord. We don't like to wait. We want things now. That's our nature. That's our flesh. We want things right now. And yet here I sat with this amazing gift that I can just see it's right there. And yet I am having to wait. And I'm having to wait in a way that I can't do anything. I just have to do what? I have to be still and let the Lord fight for me. And I had a... um, a dear friend of mine, he said, you know, sometimes waiting on the Lord, it's like, it's like he's there, but it's like he's like the father and you're on the bike with training wheels and you're pedaling and you're shaking all over the place and he just keeps backing up. He's like, keep coming, keep coming. And it's scary and you feel like you might fall over, but he's just saying, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. I've got you, just, but just follow me, follow me, follow me. Do what I say. And that was the gift. See, if God gave us everything that we asked for, if he gave us everything that we've worked so hard for in our lives right away, we'd never have chance to exercise our faith. We'd never have the space to get more prayer. I, I prayed and, and spent time fasting and, and in the depths with God, in the pit of that those workouts in the pit of that, that scripture study, in the pit of that prayer, I found myself deeper into that than, I, than I've been in months as a result of the waiting that was being created on this massive deal. And of course, if I don't do that, if I don't go into the depths with him, What's going to happen is my head is going to get filled with all of the stories about what's really going on. And if I presented this to the world, if I presented this to even colleagues, they would say, well, and I did. They said, well, if you're getting radio silence now, that's never a good sign. Which statistically is not a good sign, especially if the habit and the the pattern has been high responsiveness. Not a good sign. But I just felt driven to just be obedient to two things. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Exodus 14, 14. And seek first his kingdom. How does the, what does it look like to seek first his kingdom? It means when you first wake up, you get in the word and you pray for somebody. You thank God for what you've been given. You spend time there instead of letting your mind figure out all the reasons that the deal is getting nuked. And so those three days of silence ticked along slowly and they were painful and they were scary but they weren't as scary as they could have been because I kept myself focused and busy and being obedient to the word that I've been given some interpreted the radio silence to be the deal is going to get nuked what was really happening Two things. One was one one thing was the deal was getting reviewed by one more set of lawyers that we didn't account for. And then when we got the green light, 
on that Tuesday, the poor COO who wanted to sign it and get it done came down with the flu. And so the only reason that it wasn't getting signed and executed was the poor guy was and had a fever and was knocked out. Had nothing to do with us, had nothing to do with me, had nothing to do with the deal or the chairman's opinion that day, the week prior. Had everything to do with an opportunity for me to learn and take joy in waiting on God. To wait on the Lord is a joyful thing. Why? Because while we wait, we build endurance. When we build endurance, endurance in him, endurance in the word, endurance in the work, we're being prepared for something else that's coming. That preparation at the end of that deal had nothing to do with that deal. I feel confident that it'll be, that will be used in the future, that lesson. But had I missed it, had I let the lesson go without capturing it, then I wouldn't have got the gift. The gift is not going to be this massive deal. This massive deal, which it did get signed, it did get executed, praise God. Every, all the glory goes to him on this deal. That was the other commitment I made. I <laughs> think when you, this deal comes in, you're getting all the glory, Lord. I did not close this thing. There were multiple, cha- multiple scenarios along that 18 months where it should have gone somewhere else, where just things happened that were providential. He brought this in. I just got the benefit of the lesson of shepherding it. So where right now in your life do you need to be still and let the Lord fight for you? Where right now in your life are you trying to control everything when you need to just be still and learn the lesson that comes in that stillness? that war that starts to get exposed in that stillness between what you want and what you desire and what you're asking God for and you getting it or not. See, by the time this had finally rolled around, I had, I had let go of the deal. There was no neediness. It was all gone. Where right now do you need to let go of trying to do everything yourself and just stand on Exodus 14, 14? And if you don't have a relationship with him, if you don't know him, my encouragement would be get in the word. And you say, well, I don't know anything about the, the word. Well, pick it up. <laughs> Start reading. See what happens. Go for a walk. Do, for, do a workout. And instead of trying to fight everything yourself and do everything yourself, recognize that if you just be still, the CEO of the universe, he will fight for you. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. If you'd like to go deeper into the topics and the content of this podcast, you can go to thesaleswar.com. The book is on Amazon. There's training. There's more content. And I look forward to connecting with you. Until next time, God bless. God bless.